Welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, sponsored by Moda Fabrics, Baby Lock, The Electric Quilt Company, and Northcott. We have a terrific show filled with tips and tricks for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, an editor for American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'm taking over the podcast today with some of my amazing co-workers, Elizabeth and Allison. Say hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Super glad to be here today. I'm Elizabeth Stumbo. I'm art director for American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine and also Quilt Sampler Magazine. Hey, and I'm Allison Gam, and I am the designer of Quilts and More Magazine. So happy April, everyone. This is the time of year where the weather is starting to get nice and everyone starts planning their summer vacations. So whether you're planning a big getaway with the whole family or just want to fit in some smaller day trips with your girlfriends, we have some suggestions for how to fit sewing into your travels. So Elizabeth and Allison are my travel buddies in the office, so we all wanted to get together for a little chat. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing we want to talk about today is kind of planning little day trips that are quilting theme, which the three of us have done a few times now. Yeah, we've had um, two trips now that we've taken to Winterset, Iowa, um, and just little fun day trips that we've planned together. And um, yeah, we've had a good time doing that. And we've been kind of centering it around different exhibits at the Iowa Quilt Museum and then kind of doing some fun stuff um, around Winterset, Iowa. So yeah, they've been fun little day trips just to kind of get out of town a little bit and explore what Winterset has to offer. And I mean, we could do this in any town that has great quilting things. And I love Winterset because it's just so cute and like this cute little Midwest town and there are fun shops. There's um, a quilt shop, Peaceworks Quilt Shop, right next to the museum that we always pop into. And there's like a lot of other great shops on the square. It's just a really fun day trip. Yeah. And Winterset is about a 30 minute drive for us. So like it was a little bit out of town, which was nice, but it was still close enough for us to do the trip in a day. So we would always leave in the morning and get down there and we would go to the exhibit at the Iowa Quilt Museum and we've seen two now that have been really fun and I think the first time we went we went because um, somebody we work with actually curated the exhibit it was um, the feed sacks exhibit curated by Lindsay Cole McRae who does a lot of writing for our magazine so we were just going to support her um, and it was a really great exhibit yeah it was really fun and you know There's nothing quite like seeing a quilt in person. I mean, it's fun to, you know, browse through social media and see all these beautiful quilts, but there's nothing quite like seeing it in person. Mm -hmm. And the museum there is so great. They tend to, I think, quarterly change out their exhibits. So once we went that one time and saw that wonderful um, feed sack, you know, exhibit, we decided we'd look up the rest of their schedule and plan some more trips. So the second one we went to see was um, an exhibit showing quilts from Victoria Finley Wolf. And she's also contributed many designs and patterns to um, some of our magazines over the years. So it was great to see her quilt in person and kind of the evolution of her quilting and read a little bit more behind the scenes of some of these quilts we've seen. Um, so that was a great exhibit we saw too. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have something like this in your area, like a museum or an exhibition hall, I know like a lot of, um, uh, like just general museums also have like rotating exhibits Mm -hmm. go through or like an art museum in your area that might have textile focus. 
you could just look up their event schedule online. Like we plan to go quarterly every time a new exhibit came out. And of course, like we got really busy with the holidays <laughs> and summer. So we've only gone twice now, but um, I just checked their schedule online and they have one coming up, a new one in July called Stitched Through Time, a history of quilting. So we might have mm, to plan another that trip. really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I would suggest just um, contacting those local museums. A lot of them have like newsletters you can subscribe to, to let you know about those upcoming exhibits. So you will never miss one because there's nothing worse than finding out about an exhibit after it's closed. Absolutely. And I think like if you're planning something like a trip like this with your friends and you have kind of this schedule, like something for them to keep in mind, like if, you know, they change their exhibits out quarterly and then everyone just has in their mind, like we're going four times a year, something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. They can kind of keep their schedule free if you can plan around it. That makes it much easier to execute this day trip than if it's, you know, something you're trying to plan specifically for one day. Mm -hmm. Right. And something I really love about these little day trips is it doesn't take a lot of planning and coordination, which in people's busy schedules is perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Winter Set's great because it has a little cute town square. So we literally just like looked at the museum and then PeaceWorks Quilt Shop was a couple stores down. So we popped in there and, you know, got to see the owner or the manager, Tony, and he was so helpful and his staff. And we all did a little too much shopping, I think. But, you know, always fun to do some shopping at a quilt store. Did some little antiquing around town, ate lunch together, and um, found a cidery, which was really great. I didn't even know that was a thing, but we went and had some apple cider, and um, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, and I think it's just something you can plan, like you can look up the town's... um you know, if they have a little directory or a little website you can look into and just see what other exhibits are around the area. I know, like, the first time we went, we stopped at the Covered Bridges of Madison County. Yes. If you've ever seen that movie or heard of the book, Winterset is where those bridges live. And they're spread around the countryside. So we, you know, stopped at one and saw one on our way into town just mm -hmm. because we knew that was something fun mm -hmm. we could see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are so many things to explore just kind of in your neighborhood. So it's fun to get out and do things you would, you didn't plan on ever seeing. Absolutely. And we should just point out, we keep talking about PeaceWorks, but they were featured in Quilt Sampler last issue. Yeah. Yep. The, they were featured in that. So we, you know, we're in town and we popped in. We like to visit it every time we're in town and just buy a couple, at least a couple of fat quarters, right? <laughs> I have a rewards card for there now. So <laughs> if that tells you how much shopping I have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we wanted to give you a few more ideas for museums that may be in your area. So um, in American Patchwork and Quilting June, which just hit newsstands a few days ago, we uh, have a whole hit-the-road story all about some summer traveling, um, which we're very excited to share with you guys. We think you'll really love it. But uh, part of uh, the story highlights some quilt museums. So we wanted to just share a few more uh, that may be in the area so that you can plan a visit if you're close. So a really well-known one is the International Quilt Study Center and Museum, which is in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I know a lot of a lot of you may have already visited this one. It's a yeah. really big one. It's kind of a center for a lot of great quilting exhibits going on. And a lot of the um, ones that we've seen at the Iowa uh, Quilt Museum have actually started touring through that one, too. So mm -hmm. they have a lot of different ones yeah. coming through. We actually went on a staff trip there many, many years ago. But that was a really fun um trip for us as well as a staff. We got to see an exhibit that was happening there at the Times. So they have a beautiful building, beautiful space, and they also have um, a wonderful archive there. So um, they may not have all the quilts on display at one time, but you can kind of flip through their archives on um, different stations they have around the building and um, kind of see the whole, the whole exhibit. 
Yeah, a fun one to hit if you're in the Midwest. Yes. So that's a good central point in the country. Um, there are some, uh, you know, all over the country and on some coasts. Um, there's the Pacific Northwest Quilt and Fiber Arts Museum in LaConnor, Washington, and they have exhibits as well as um, different educational programs. So it's kind of a great all-in-one package. And then um, out on the East Coast, we've highlighted a museum from um, Lowell, Massachusetts, which is the New England Quilt Museum. And this is in a historic building, and it houses quilts and textiles um, and a research library. And they just have a rotating selection from over 500 quilt collection that they have. And another really well-known one is the National Quilt Museum in Paducah, Kentucky. So they have a large uh, rotation of quilt exhibits that go through there, too. And that's just a great quilting town to stop in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so another kind of Midwest, Western uh, place is in Golden, Colorado. It's the Rocky Mountain Quilt Museum. Um, so it ha- has a fun um, biennial juried quilt challenge. Um, so that's fun because then they'll have an exhibit on that. Um, and they have uh, more than 6,000 quilt-related resources and patterns in their library. And if you live in California, maybe one in your area would be in San Jose. This is the San Jose Museum and Quilts of Quilts and Textiles. So be sure to check that out if you're in the area. Yep. And if you're down south in Texas, there's the Texas Quilt Museum in LaGrange, Texas. And they also have quarterly exhibits that rotate through their buildings. And then um, the last one that we talk about in the issue is the Wisconsin Museum of Quilts and Fiber Arts, and that's in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Um, And that has a lot of fun modern quilts, and they're pieced from tobacco advertising silks, which I think is really fun. Wow. So we also have a list of museums uh, listed state by state on our website. So if you just visit our show notes, you can see um, all of the list and hopefully find one in your area. And we hope this inspires you to plan a little day trip with your friends. I think we definitely need to get one another one on the calendar, ladies. Definitely. Yes. And if you visit the show notes, we'll post some fun photos from our past trips so you can see us <laughs> on the road. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Layer cakes, jelly rolls, honey buns, and turnovers. Oh my! Inspiration for your favorite Moda Fabrics pre-cuts are just a click away at the Moda Bake Shop. Search the vast catalog of free patterns by project type or by pre-cut. The Bake Shop chefs are also cooking up fun all year long to celebrate the Bake Shop's 10th anniversary with quilt-alongs, giveaways, challenges, and sewing tips. Visit modabakeshop.com for all the fun. Want to design your own quilts? Now you can with Electric Quilt 8 software. Design quilts, blocks, and import your favorite fabrics. Or use any of the thousands of designs in the library. Podcast listeners, take 20% off your purchase through May 31st, 2019 with code PODEQ8. That's P-O-D-E-Q-8. Get more info at electricquilt.com slash APQ. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. 
So we wanted to chat a little about another upcoming trip that we're taking together in May. So we'll be heading to Kansas City, Missouri for inter- International Quilt Market, and this market is the closest to us. So it's fun to be able to drive for this trip, and we just wanted to give you a little bit of more information about why we go to Quilt Market, what we do there, and how we keep entertained while we're driving. So, Quilt Market, uh, we go to twice a year. Um, It's usually, uh, they do it once a year in Texas, so that's when we definitely have to fly to, and then once a year somewhere else around the country, so it rotates. So, we haven't been to Kansas City in, I think, six years, five or six years. fun to get back to Kansas City. It's always a great area to be in. Yeah, so we're really excited to get there. It's only a few-hour drive from us, and we, so when we visit... Our editors and designers all go, and we start off by taking a day of classes where we get to hear about the latest products and tools that are hitting the market, which is great because we like to feature a lot of these new um, products that are hitting the market, and we like to talk to the makers of them and just get more information. And we also go to see trends in the industry, so we walk a a lot of the show floor (laughs) (laughs) and just visit everyone's booths, and we kind of just take mental notes of like what motifs and colors that we're seeing over and over again because you'll probably see these trends in an upcoming issue. Mm-hmm. And we also love to meet with new designers and past designers we worked with as well, but especially new designers that might um, want to be featured in some of our magazines. We're always on the lookout for new um, people to work with. So Yeah, it's a great way to network and just meet new people and catch up with old friends. Yeah, yeah and we also meet with all of the different fabric companies while we're there so we can see what fabric lines they have upcoming. So you probably see these in our magazine as color options mostly, but a lot of times we'll fit those in uh, with some projects if we have where the timing hits when the fabric gets in quilt stores. We can also feature a project made out of that. So we just, it's a lot of information. We have a lot of meetings, um, but it's always a really great time. Yeah. And we also have a booth at market, which is another big part of us being down there. So we have a presence on the floor and we have magazines available for people that want to pick up our magazines and look through them. Um, and then we also use that booth as a place where we can meet um, on one of the days and we celebrate all of the newest um, quilt sampler shop owners that are being featured in the upcoming year. So we give them recognition and kind of just take that time to celebrate their achievements of being selected in the magazine and also show um, the project that they've made. So it's a really fun time. Yeah, and we only do the quilt sampler presentation in the spring. So we don't do it when we go to the fall market. So it's really exciting to announce the next year's worth of quilt shops. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have been keeping it a secret for a long mm-hmm. time. So it's exciting for them to get to announce. And then a lot of people who are walking in the show floor come and watch so they can see the quilts and share their congratulations. It's a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that part of spring market. Yeah. So part of the reason we love driving, (laughs) which we don't get to do very often to Quilt Market, is because we bring quilts to showcase in our booth. And especially in spring when we're doing all of the quilt sampler quilts, a lot of them are bigger. Um, It can be a lot to squeeze into suitcases. And then you always have the worry that you're going to check baggage and like, I hope it gets there. Mm -hmm. And like, we hope nothing happens to it. Yeah. So it's great to just be able to like put those in the car. We know they're safe. They're with us and we just can pack whatever we need with us. And it's also great when we come back because we can bring back more samples and supplies and products than we can when we fly. Yeah, I know a lot of times, like, I'm one of the product editors for our magazine, and a lot of times I'll be talking to somebody and I'll find a really great product I know we want to feature, and I have to say, like, I cannot, I can't take it with me right now, but, like, we'll coordinate after the show, and I'll have to send emails, and we'll have to, you know, coordinate a shipping. 
And sometimes it's nice to just be able to like, yes, I do have room to bring this home. Mm-hmm. We're all set. We can get it into the magazine fast. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have, because usually what I have to do is like I pack a larger suitcase, but I have to pack like no clothes in it because I know <laughs> I'm going to have to squeeze a bunch of stuff in my suitcase on the way home. Yeah. So you'll probably see me at market wearing like the same shirt, like <laughs> two of the days. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a smart packing, right? Um, and then the other thing that's great about driving is that we can take some little pit stops along the way and stretch our legs, get some much needed coffee. And if there's some quilt sampler shops or some other quilt shops along Along the way, we can kind of take some little stops and do some shopping and check them out. So I know we did that a couple years ago when we drove down to St. Louis. We stopped at a couple shops. So, you know, it's we call it research. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of research. Yes, yeah. So sure. let's talk a little bit about our road trip essentials. So like when we're traveling, when we're packing in May, what are we going to bring for fun to keep us busy on the drive? I know we'll probably do a Starbucks run. I feel like oh, we yeah. do that... Before you even leave town. (laughs) I know. Like, it always takes us, like, 45 minutes to get out of town because we're like, oh, we should really stop for coffee. Yes. So that's essential. Any other kind of, like, snacks or drinks to, you know, keep us entertained and hydrated on the trip down. And then I know um, some of us even bring handwork projects because it's a couple hours drive. So um, I plan on maybe packing some English paper piecing. Some little hexagons are always fun to take in the car with you. They're easy and portable. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? You guys have projects you've I'm always guilty of like packing things and being overly ambitious and I'm like, yes, I'm going to get a bunch of handwork done and then I just like sit and chit chat the whole time. (laughs) I feel like I have a handwork project I'm working on too, an English paper piecing one I'll probably bring, but I feel like every market I try to bring something to work on, like I have, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of work on the plane or I even always pack like five books because I'm like it's like a vacation like what am I going to do at night in the hotel room and then I never read anything or work on anything yeah I think um, market is just such a social time too so we usually like have to wind down at the end of the day and you always think you might have time for some sewing so it's good to have it with you but most of the time you know we end up socializing or doing other things. Yeah, but handwork is a good choice because you can talk to Mm -hmm. other people while Mm -hmm. you're doing it and you can just bring it to, you know, like if you're meeting somebody for coffee, like it's really easy to just pack in your bag. Yeah, I love how portable it is. And if you don't get to it, like me, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not out much because it doesn't usually take up that much room. Yeah. And I I have a great (laughs) app I want to tell you guys about for listening to audiobooks. I've just discovered it. And I think it would be helpful for everyone, too. So I'm sharing it. It's an app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. And basically, you download it, and you enter your library card number, and you can check out any book you want. It's amazing. So I've been doing a lot of audiobooks lately because I can listen to them while I'm driving um, or, like, while I'm sewing. But they have – you can do digital books, too, that you can read. But yeah, Libby is a great app. Yes, I love it. yes. So yeah. I'm telling everyone about it because if you're in for a long car ride, just download a book or two and you can just listen to it and it'll be fun. You know, if you're driving with other people, you can pick one that you're all excited about. Yeah. Podcasts are also a great thing to listen to and download ahead of time. I know all three of us really enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, so I plan on downloading some of those before quilt market trip. Um, a couple of my favorites are I love listening to What Should I Read Next by Annie Bogle. And it's basically just a podcast speaking of books, like other books that you people might love and recommend. So I just the whole time I'm listening to her podcast, I'm constantly just writing down a to read <laughs> book list. 
And then I also really enjoy home decor um, as just a topic. So I love listening to the Young House Love podcast. And it's a married couple, Sherry and John. And they just share all of their home renovations. And they're just a really fun couple. So those are a couple of podcasts I love to listen to when I'm in the car. Yeah, I mean, I have some, too, that I love rotating through. I love listening to different people's interviews. There are tons of celebrity podcasts out there that interview other celebrities, which I think are fun. Um, I also love 99% Invisible, which is a great podcast about a whole wide range of different design things and how they came to be. So for a design nerd, it's really fun to listen to, but I think anyone would enjoy listening to it. And, of course, you can listen to the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast. It would be fun to save those for a few weeks so you could listen to them on your drive. So Quilt Market is not actually open to the public, so you cannot travel to Kansas City and meet up with meet up with us there in May, but we wanted to give you a few upcoming shows around the country that you may be interested in. Yeah, so uh, one that is actually coming up in Kansas City, speaking of Kansas City, in June, this is the Kansas City Regional Quilt Festival. It's in Overland Park, Kansas, and it is uh, June 13th through the 15th. And it has influential quilters, designers, authors, instructors, and vendors who gather in the City of Fountains for a show managed by 18 regional quilt guilds. Um, They have more than 400 judged and guild quilts on exhibit, plus traditional works by Joe Morton um, and Cynthia Perry. So um, be sure to check that out if you're in the Kansas City area in June. And then another one coming up in June is the Shipshawana Quilt Festival in Shipshawana, Indiana. Um, so it has a bunch of lectures and educational opportunities, workshops, quilt and vendor shows, um, and also an area shop hop. And there are some special guests this year, um, Pat Hawley, Sue Nichols, and Quiltworks founders Judy and Judel Niemeyer. Um, and they'll actually be curating a special quilt exhibit redesigned in red, white, and black. And another great one in June, from June 26th through June 29th, is the Vermont Quilt Festival. It's in Essex Junction, Vermont, and this is their 43rd annual non-juried quilt contest, and it joins antiques and modern quilt exhibits. They have classes and presentation and quilting products, and it's just all celebrating creativity and artistry, and it really encourages the next generation of quilters. So you can find, you know, more about these shows and a lot of other upcoming shows in our American Patchwork and Quilting June issue, which is on newsstands now. And you can also visit the show notes for more of a list, too. So we will be back right after the break. sewing machine is the heart and soul of my design process and working on a machine that clicks with me makes it easy for me to create. That's why I use a variety of baby lock machines, especially the Crescendo. Baby lock has thought through everything I need to have to create amazing quilts. I love that the control panel on my Crescendo is so intuitive and easy to use. Best of all, it's large enough to see clearly. The Crescendo's features remind me that everything Baby Lock does is for the love of sewing. Make your next quilt project a piece of cake using cake mix recipes from Moda Fabrics. 
This unique triangle paper is designed to work in conjunction with Moda's 10-inch square and 5-inch square pre-cuts that make baking a layer cake or charm square quilt easier than ever. Each pad includes enough sheets for each piece in your pre-cut stack, including a few extras for practice, plus a few simple block and layout ideas. Just mix with one or two Moda layer cakes or charm packs and you're ready to start stitching. Pick up ingredients for cake and cupcake mix recipes at your local quilt shop. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. So in the first half of this episode, we talked specifically about traveling for quilting theme events or shows, but what if you're vacationing with your family? You're going, so we're going to share a few ideas for how to squeeze some sewing fun into your travel plans, no matter where you're going. So Elizabeth is going to start us off by talking a little bit about a trip she took with her family. Yeah, so I am fortunate enough to come from a long line of quilters. I'm a fourth generation quilter. So um, a lot of the women in my family are all quilters. So we have the same passions. We usually plan at least two quilt retreats together a year. And every once in a while, my mom and my aunt and I will plan some little day trips. So um, a couple years ago, um, there is a shop in Quilt Sampler magazine. And it was in Muscatine, Iowa. It's called Little Red Hen. And we saw it in the pages of the magazine. And unfortunately, I wasn't on that photo shoot. But ever since I saw the photos come back from that photo shoot, I knew I wanted to visit this shop. So I told my mom and my aunt about it, and we planned a little weekend trip to Muscatine, Iowa. Um, it was a really fun time. We stopped along the way, of course, did some shopping at other stores. Um, and then in Muscatine, it's right along the Mississippi River. So we stopped and had some really good food, did some little um, beer flight sampling, did some antiquing, which is another passion that we all share. And then, um, of course, we stopped at the quilt shop and did some shopping. And it's a beautiful space. Um, so it was really fun to plan that trip based off of something we saw in one of our magazines. And if you know anything about Muscatine, it's famous for its melons. And we happened to be there during the height of melon season. So we stopped at a cute little roadside stand and we bought some cantaloupes and some watermelon. And let me just tell you guys, the whole trip home, the car just smelled amazing, like fresh melons. So anyway, we had to pick that up while we were in the area. So it was a really fun trip. Unexpected little. Yeah. Yeah, that is. If you didn't know that about it, that Muscatine (laughs) is famous for melons and home to the Little Red Hen quilt shop. (laughs) Okay. And Allison, you have taken great trips with your family too. So my family loves to go to Montana. It's just like we go to this small place where it's just very remote and kind of feels like you're so far removed from civilization, but it's kind of fun. Um, so we usually go almost every year um, and we go to a lodge uh, in, you know, remote Montana. Mm-hmm. And so one of the last stops uh, before we get to this lodge is in Sealy Lake, which uh, is also a very small town. Um, and they have a quilt shop there, Deer Country Quilts. And so my mom and I will usually pop in while my dad and my sister go find some other things in town to look at. Um, but it's a good, you know, stopping point because it's kind of like the the last stop for civilization before <laughs> we're in the woods for like a week. Um, but it's just great to get out and stretch our legs and do a little bit of shopping. And then it's always fun because we do that at the beginning of our trip. So then when we come back home, it's like it had been a week since we went to the quilt shop. So it's always fun to unpack and remember what I purchased. So it's a, it's a fun stop. Yeah, little mementos along your shopping and on your trip. Yeah, yes, definitely. Fun. 
Yeah, so that's a great idea to just find a local shop in the place where you're traveling. So, you know, if the rest of your family isn't into quilting, they can go to the beach or, you know, uh, stay at the hotel and play in the pool or whatever, and you can just take a little trip. Or, you know, if they if there's other stores in the area, you, know, you can send your husband off. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and if you purchase things on, along your trip or a pattern or some fabrics, I love that those... Um, can kind of help keep the memories of your vacation prolonged because every time you look at that fabric or that pattern, you might be reminded of your vacation. Yes, I love doing that because, um, like, I've usually ended up going to a quilt shop no matter where we travel to. Um, and I somehow remember where I bought it. And when I use it in a quilt, every time I see it, I am reminded of that trip. So it is a really great memento. Mm -hmm. I also, what I love about your trips to Montana also, Allison, is that you tend to take some projects with you to photograph because you're, the setting there is just amazing, amazing at the lodge you stay at. So I've loved seeing living vicariously through your photos (laughs) and your vacations through your quilt posts. Yeah. You know, that is a fun thing to be able to take your projects with you and, you know, take photos out in the wild, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, just beautiful. There's beautiful scenery everywhere. And it's just fun to get a pretty little snapshot of your project that you're proud of. Yes. Yeah, I have a trip coming up in Colorado and in South Dakota, both for weddings this year, but we're driving. And it's like my goal to finish a bunch of quilts before we go because, you know, like while I enjoy taking photos in my home, Sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of change of scenery for your photos. And I know, like, I blog and post on Instagram, and it's nice to just have that, like, one, a beautiful vacation memory Mm -hmm. of a quilt there that's traveled with you. But then just, you know, something that looks a little different than what you usually have. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you're traveling with other people, they're, it's great because they can help you take those photos, either hold <laughs> the quilt up and, you know, hide behind it or you take the photo or vice versa. So I know we've done that a few times on our day trips to Winterset. We've helped each other take some photos in, you know, cute little settings. So um, one of the people I think that does a great job at taking nature-inspired photos of her quilts is um, Megan Buchanan from Then Came June. And um, Allison actually interviewed her for a story in American Patchwork and quilting June. So you can check out her profile there, but she has beautiful photography um, out in nature with her quilt tops. And I love being able to see that reflected. Yes. I, I mean, obviously I'm very inspired by her. I think she just has a great sense of color. And I know a lot of that comes from her travels and being outdoors and, you know, just her, the scenery that she takes in. Um, so I was definitely inspired by her um, on one of the quilts I made. And I was inspired by our trips to Montana, like the beautiful sunrises. We would always wake up super early and see the sun coming over the mountains. And it was just like this beautiful pink, like pastel array of colors. And so I made a quilt um, kind of inspired by those colors and was able to take it with us to Montana last August um, and photograph it with the scenery I was inspired by. So that's really beautiful photo. It was very beautiful. We should put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do that. (laughs) And another thing I love about planning to shoot a quilt on vacation is it gives you a deadline. So if you are struggling with UFOs or have a project that's been taking a really long time to finish, and you can look forward to taking it along on your trip and getting a beautiful photo of it. it might just inspire you to finish it a little quicker. That's definitely. a great idea. <laughs> I think for the quilts I took to Montana, I definitely finished some binding in the car along the way. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about like what we bring along on road trips. Because 
even if the rest of your family isn't a quilter, you can still do like handwork projects and still have that little bit of sewing time while you're vacationing. Yes. I have this box of um, English paper piecing that I've been taking around with me for a couple years now, and I just have it all contained. It's just um, in this small little plastic container, and it's so it's very portable. I have my thread, scissors, needles in there, and it's just easy to take on the go. So again, I tend to pack it with me. I might not always work on it, but um, it's easy to just bring out whenever you could work on it for you know, five minutes or you could spend hours working on it. So I love taking that along. And it's, you know, again, you remember the places that it went. I was looking at them the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, I took this here and there and different trips. So it's again, it's fun because it's a longer project that I've traveled with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually save all of my binding for our road trips. So I spend all winter piecing and quilting and prepping things. And then if I know I have trips coming up, I will save the binding for that trip because when you're sitting in the passenger seat, it's really easy to just finish the binding and you feel like you're making a lot of progress on it. And then if you're planning to shoot the quilt mm-hmm. in the area, like it's made the trip with you and it's hopefully done by the time you get there. But I love binding, so I find it really relaxing to be able to do that on trips. Mm-hmm. So I will just sometimes save a stack of that just need binding for a trip. That's a really great idea. Yeah, but there's a lot of other great handwork projects that we can suggest if you're looking for something like you can do, like Allison mentioned, English paper piecing. You could do hand piecing or hand quilting of a project. Like I do binding. You could do hand applique. There's a lot of things that you can easily pack with you. We would just suggest like you prep things beforehand. So not like English paper piecing. Mm -hmm. The supplies are pretty small for that. So you may not need to do a little prep work. But if you're planning on doing, you know, applique, you may want to cut out all your shapes beforehand and just prep everything so you can just do the stitching and you don't have to bring a large amount of supplies Mm -hmm. along with you. Because, I mean, ultimately you want a, a trip or vacation to be relaxing. And sometimes those little futsy things can get kind of annoying. So it's nice to have that hard work out of the way and you can just relax and enjoy your stitching time. Yeah, I go to Clear Lake every year with my family for a week and we don't usually get a lot of quilting done, but if it's a rainy day or something, last summer I took up a quilt top that I was adding some big stitching to. So that was really fun to work on that on rainy days. And I even um, convinced my mom to help me out with a few of the blocks. (laughs) So that was a great project to take along. So I'd also encourage thinking about some big stitching to quilt tops. Great idea. I know I visit my parents uh, a few times a year and my mom has a sewing machine and a cutting mat and everything. So there's even some times where I like just bring my rotary cutter along and I actually cut pieces or do a little sewing if I think I'm going to have a lot of downtime like if they have to work or you know they're going to go to bed earlier than I am like sometimes I bring bigger projects (laughs) along okay so we will be back right after this commercial break to talk for a minute about baby lock they're passionate about sewing and they're the most knowledgeable group that i've worked with they want to make all of our experiences successful baby lock is wonderfully realistic when it comes to their machine lineup they have a range of machines in various categories and a variety of features 
If you don't need a certain function, you can just find a machine that fits you. And best of all, they include my designs on the new Solaris. Design your next quilt like the pros. Quilt designers Nancy Mahoney and Alice Blythe both use Electric Quilt 8 software to design their gorgeous quilts, and you can too. Get EQ8 and start designing just minutes after you purchase. Podcast listeners, take 20% off through May 31, 2019 with code PODEQ8. That's P O D E Q8. Get more info at electricquilt.comslash APQ. Hi, and welcome back to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. So, we've talked a lot about realistic ways to fit quilting into your summer travels, but now we wanted to dream a little bit. So, let's chat about our dream quilting locations. Like, this can be a shop you've always wanted to visit, a retreat location you aspire to, or a show or event that's on your bucket list. Yeah, so I've always wanted to go to Sisters, Oregon to go to the quilt show.、Um, I just think it'd be so inspiring, and I love that part of the country. I've only been one time, but I would love to get back there.、Um, I just think it's such a fun idea for a quilt. Exhibit and being able to see all those things, especially out in the open air. Yeah, I've been to Sisters before, but it was not during their quilt show. And I just, it's such a beautiful town, beautiful setting. But to be there when the show is going on, when the whole town just embraces quilting, I love that idea.、Yeah. We should go on a trip.、Sometime. I think we should plan it. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of a whole town embracing quilting,、mm. Lindsay, you have a dream place you'd yeah, like to go. I've always wanted to go to Missouri Star, and it's Seriously, so close to us. Like, I could drive there in an hour or two. And I just think it's so cool that this whole town has, is quilting related now. And like, I'm just so inspired by how this family kind of transformed that area. And I just think it would be fun to spend a day or two just exploring all the different stores. Like, I can't even imagine stores devoted to just like one type of fabric. Like,、yeah. I think I could spend a little money there. But I know they have cute little cafes, and just I think it would just be fun to check that off my bucket list. Like, so many people have visited there. And of course, Jenny Down is just such a force in the quilting community. So, yeah, start saving your money now. <laughs> I know, just <laughs> for, all for shopping. Those, all that fabric you're going to buy. <laughs> Um, and for me, I'd really love to go to QuiltCon someday.、Um, I know next year, next spring in 2020, it's going to be in Austin. I've never been to Austin. I think it sounds like a really fun town, city to go to. And I love the whole idea of QuiltCon, of people coming together. We go to market a lot, and,、um, but QuiltCon, I think they really focus on some classes and workshops. And I'd love to take some classes and workshops by some、um, designers that I've admired and get my, you know, get some sewing. Experience、um, while I'm there, and of course, see all the beautiful quilts on exhibit. And then, since we're talking about dreams, <laughs> I would love to someday visit Australia and visit、um, Jen Kingwell's store there.、Um, Jen Kingwell is a very prolific designer and fabric designer. She owns a quilt shop in Australia, and we've gotten to know her a little bit at Quilt Market over the years. And I just think、um, her store looks amazing. And of course, we're talking、and、about dreaming. Australia. Australia, yes. So. <laughs> Have a staff retreat in Australia. We, I think we should. should. Well, and I always think we need to someday do a quilt sampler magazine across the world. So I think、um, not just North America, but I think we should try and get that to happen someday, ladies. That would be so fun. 
And I've always had this fantasy about just renting a little beach house somewhere warm, of course, <laughs> during during our winters, and just spending a week there. And like during the day, I can go down to the beach and you know swim or do some shopping, and then at night I can just have like a glass of wine and just sew and listen to the waves. Yeah, sounds and so relaxing. I always think about that. Like it'd be nice to get away and just sew because then you don't have the demands of things at home. Like oh, I need to do laundry or do this. It's just, you can just sew. Like completely relaxing. Yes, I think that sounds amazing. Yeah, so none of my dreams are, like, crazy. Like, not Australia. (laughs) Like, my dreams are, like, I I could easily rent a house somewhere. I could easily drive a few hours to Missouri Star. But maybe they're easier to check off, and then I can move on to bigger, bigger quilting dreams. But I think it's great to just have these dreams in mind because... Then you can make them happen. Like you can kind of force them into being, and you never know when the perfect opportunity will pop up for this. Like if, you know, your friend or your husband is taking a business trip and you can take along and cross, you know, something off your list, or um, if you're vacationing somewhere and if you just added an extra day on to your vacation and you could just drive a few hours to get to one of your dream locations. So, like, just having these things in mind can really manifest if you are looking for the the opportunity to do it. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can definitely create opportunities. Like you were saying, Lindsay, like if someone you know is going somewhere, maybe you can tag along and you never know, you know, what opportunities might be presented. Yes. So we wouldn't be able to talk about travel without talking about Quilt Sampler Magazine, which, of course, is one of our great publications. So the next one actually hits newsstands May 10th. So uh, one more month from now, if you guys can wait that long. Um, And... If you've never heard of Quilt Sampler, we want to tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, so Quilt Sampler is a magazine that comes out twice a year. And in it, we feature 10 featured shops. We call them our top shops. And we um, go and we photograph their stores and kind of highlight what makes them special and unique. And then they also um, provide a project that they provide a kit for and sell the kit for in the magazine. So um, it's really fun to see the different shops' personality come through in the magazine. And I've had so many great experiences traveling around and photographing a lot of these quilt shops and they're just amazing and I know a lot we hear from a lot of readers that love this magazine and they you know mark different places that they're going to be traveling and look it up in the magazine to see if there's anything nearby um, so they can stop at some of those stores along their travels. Yeah, I think it's a great resource for those who do want to fit some quilty time in their travels because no matter where you're going, there's probably one of our quilt sampler featured shops in the area. So we've been, how long has quilt sampler been around? 20? 20, 20 plus years? Yeah, a while. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a lot of shops. (laughs) Yeah. So we actually have them all listed on our website and we don't update if you know, ones went out of business because it's hard for us to keep track of that many and things change all the time. Um, But you can use it as a starting place. And, you know, we sort it by region. So if you go to our website, you can get the link in our show notes. Like you can look at ones just in the Midwest if you're traveling there, and then you can narrow it down from there. But it just might be a great starting point. And then once you find the shop you may be interested in, you can just call them for their hours or check out their website to just make sure they're going to be open while you're there. But I think it's just, I mean, we hear a lot of people that use this magazine as their vacation guide. (laughs) My mom is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, definitely pick up the next uh, issue of Quilt Sampler in May and visit our website for more 
top shops that you may want to add to your vacation list. Thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. Yeah, it was fun. I love talking quilting and vacations. Yes, and we'll have to get another road trip on our schedule. Yes, definitely. Okay, well, uh, Pat will be back next week. Hi, all, and thanks for listening. If you love the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps other quilters find us. Have a creative week.